Hello, right. everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadian Perspective, your source How's for it going? leftist political news. We do that every single time, bro. I know, I do. That's the intro. <laughs> I know. You sound so defeated when you say it. <laughs> Wait, you want me to do it again? Like, ah. <laughs> no, I think it's funny. Let's keep it in. Your source for the leftist political news. <laughs> Am I right, Derek? <laughs> That's oh, right. Yeah, bro. All right, so we got some, we got some spicy ass stories. This is not going to be another cringe cringe drama episode. How did we do on that one? I have no idea. I didn't check because I'm afraid. <laughs> I didn't check. I don't know. I haven't gotten any feedback yet, so we'll see. We'll see. No one wants to feed us, to be honest. No, apparently not. That's okay though. Anyways, actually, we got a couple stories for you today. We have four in total, but but you know we'll mention. We'll mention some stuff. We'll mention some other shit. We'll mention some stuff. Alrighty. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about the of course, the new graves that they found. They're finding all over Canada, unsurprisingly. And then we'll talk about the vote. Gay conversion therapy. The conservatives doing some stupid ass stuff. Listen, Milo Milo Yunopolis just opened one up. Uh their uh, conversion therapy camp. Yeah, he's not gay anymore. Yeah, I know. But he still lives... Apparently, really works. He still lives with the dude in his house. His quote-unquote husband? Yes. Who he's not gay for anymore? He just lives with him and sometimes cleans his cock with his mouth? Okay, all right. I don't know if that... <laughs> That's... What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> all right, and then the other stories we got, we got John McAfee is suicided rich dude maybe McAfee? some uh, yeah mcafee however you want to pronounce it it's mcafee cool. anyways he 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 apparently got suicided or something something whack and the winnipeg police uh force is burnt out low morale recent survey says yeah so apparently they're not doing so well either according to a recent survey and that's really the stories we got for you guys so let's jump into this unfortunate situation so as you guys know, we found a whole bunch of those unmarked graves in British Columbia, and we talked about the ongoing investigation that's occurring in Brandon right now, the hundred and some bodies that they found. And now we're going to an even higher and ridiculous number. So in Saskatchewan, yeah. the Cowess's First Nations found 751 unmarked graves at the Maryville Indian Residential School or the former school ground. Wait, is it 751 or 715? It's 750. Oh, that's a good catch, Derek. It's 751. Okay, 51 sounds right. Yeah. So that's that's what they found and it's this is that's a lot that's that's absurd i mean the school was open for a hundred years it was it was it was open from 1899 Ish. to 1997 that's a long time and this was the last school right last school to close down probably that was the yeah, last year so i believe on average you know seven and a half kids died and they didn't mark their graves a year you yeah. know just normal school stuff. Oh, you did the math? You crunched the numbers? Yeah, you, you moved the decimal point over to... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not hard math. All right, that's true. So yeah, it's not clear if we found all the remains yet. But also, I want to point out the, the Roman Catholic Church themselves ran this school. It wasn't that weird cult-sounding group, the, the Mary Oblates Immaculate. Or something like that. Yeah, something weird like that. But this whole, these efforts to find these bodies in Saskatchewan itself began uh, last month using the same strategy that the other ones have, the same technology, ground penetrating radar. And, you know, there's an interesting one about the story. I mean, it's basically the same song and dance that you heard from the last ones, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But apparently the interesting one was that the chief Delorme said there may have been markers for the graves at one point, but that the Roman Catholic Church, which oversaw the cemetery, may have removed them. And I, they really? have, yeah, they haven't provided any motive for why they would do that. But that's what the chief is saying. I don't know why they would remove them, maybe to hide, of course, to cover up. 
what they done. Hide the amount of fucking dead kids. Yeah. Kids that they killed. Or, yeah, basically indirectly murdered. Or directly murdered, too, yeah. Nah, this is direct, bro. There is no school other than these residential schools that kill, on average, 7.5 kids a year. That shouldn't happen. This yeah. This is, like, in the 90s. What the fuck? I, to the, I, I mean, they probably weren't dying as much in the I 90s. I was gonna this say, that probably, like, they probably had the, some <laughs> improvements in the 90s. Yeah. But. but, like, this is still so fucked up. It is. 751 divided by 90. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it is 7.6. Yeah, bro, it's 100 or eight. years. You divide Fuck, 700 and You can't have 0.6 by... of a kid. It's 8, I guess. <laughs> 80 a year. That's not funny. Uh, that's messed up. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, that's really messed up. That's a lot of bodies. Holy goddamn. Imagine all the parents no, whose kids insane. never came home. Um, how many parents were left hanging, right, by the Catholic Church? Their kids and never the, came home. Their kid home. just never came home, and... They never knew what happened to them. Right, their fate undetermined. And that's sometimes that's a fate worse for the family members. That's actually worse than knowing if they're dead. That's something that I remember yeah. from, you know, some of those true crime stories about they're searching for who murdered this person, right? My mom used to yeah, watch that they're stuff. they're holding on for hope, but they don't right. know if they even should. Right. They can't and go through the grieving process. That's correct. They're stuck in the early stages of the grieving process indefinitely yeah and this is like a shit ton of people a ridiculous a shit ton of, of parents yeah like a ungodly amount and then there's even more with like the missing and murdered uh, indigenous women and stuff like that like, oh yeah that's a whole other bag of worms too that's you can a whole almost other. argue that's a cultural genocide as well based off the fact that the government doesn't want to do dicky mcgee's act about yeah. it either the amount of indifference to the issue right yeah what's worse watching a genocide happen and not doing anything and not admitting that it's taking place or doing the genocide itself uh doing it yourself i would also agree but like <laughs> sitting there watching it happen and not like actively not doing anything about it to fix it i mean other than the public inquiry that we've had into it that's been around since september 2016 yeah and indigenous women and girls represented 16% of female homicides in Canada from eight, 1980 to 2012, even though they only constitute 4% of the female population in Canada. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how much of it... Oh, no, I'm not going to that. Wait, what were we going to say? You can say it, so I'll cut it out. I was anyways. going to say, I don't know how much of it is uh, racist and how much of it is uh, just them being so fucking poor that it's uh, gang-related stuff. Uh, wait, what? So, so bored? How much of it is actually because they're indigenous and they're targeting indigenous women? Or how much of it is that the indigenous women are in such a poor, like, socioeconomic position? Yeah. That they have to resort to um, being around um, gangs and stuff like that, dangerous situations, because they don't have the money to not be, really. Well, yeah, I think that that has a factor that's why they're targeted right i think that's why they're targeted yeah, but i i don't know if that's like directly targeting them or like like they're targeted because of their lower socioeconomic conditions and yeah and because they uh people who are in lower economic uh situations they are more prone to things like crime and being in in bad situations and therefore they're less likely to receive the help of the law which already is indifferent to them due to their race, um, therefore they're an easy target for somebody who wants to do human trafficking, murder, um, kidnapping, such horrible things. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't, like, I don't know. And also, something to point out that... I have no, I have no, uh, I have no um, stats to back me up on that one. That's just intuition. That's right. Gut feeling. That's yes. my, that was why I was like, uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say. Regardless, yeah. indigenous people are getting fucked over, and it's always been obvious. It's always been obvious, and now all these mass gr- uh, graves or a uh, massive amount of unmarked graves coming out. It's like, yeah. Progress. I mean, like, I'm not. Um, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised. Oh, I'm not like, surprised I've at said all. This like this is going to multiple continue. times. I'm like, this is going to continue. It's going to get into the tens of thousands. 
like easy like this one school was almost a thousand uh graves right yeah just shy 300 or so yeah it's like what the fuck what the fuck it's going to go into the tens of thousands and then people are going to be like oh this is fucking crazy and government's going to be like yes this is fucking crazy we're definitely going to do this at some point you know we're going to uh try to fix this you know and then 10 years down the line everybody's going to forget what the fuck happened because no one cares and uh it's not going to get dealt with yeah probably the feeling i'm going to get or that's the feeling i have with this i don't trust the government to do anything because i don't think that trudeau gives a fuck and lord knows the conservatives ain't going to do dickie mcgee's acts either they're probably going to be racist on top of it oh yeah they're they would be on they would be terrible in this situation yeah like imagine stephen harper he'd be like yeah they're lying i don't know i don't know what to tell you (laughs) Yeah, I mean, also... Like, just complete denial. Trudeau is just like, yeah, this happened. This is tragic, you know. We need to um, fix the wrongs uh, we've done to the Indigenous communities, work with chiefs and all of that, and... Right, so... Yada, yada, yada. The Conservatives don't care, right? The Conservatives don't care, won't do anything about it. The Liberals... No. uh, uh, ...pay lip service to fixing the issue and have rhetoric, but not much action. And then potentially the i mean those are the only two parties that <laughs> that have been in government um and perhaps if the ndp was in maybe they would fix it but I, I would hope they would well the ndp actually has people like activists in their fucking party right and not like a corporate uh, shills right like both that's both the liberal party and the um conservative conservative party is just fucking corporate shills and then you got the ndp party which is just a bunch of activists that don't know how to fucking run a campaign. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I don't want to get into that. Uh, I'm pissed off this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's okay, but, you know. Yeah, and also, I just... But, like, I, I hate how much, like, I hate how much indigenous problems are not addressed. Like, listen, if this was white people's schools where they're doing this... Oh, my God. It would be horrible. It would be... Like, what the fuck would be happening? Even if it was, like, other nationalities, right? Yeah. The government would be stepping in, you know, uh, meeting families and stuff like that, reparations, all of this shit. The indigenous people, they're just like, yeah, no, I don't know what to tell you, man. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's not a good thing. And also, I just saw another Guardian article that was just posted four hours ago. They just found 182 more remains in British Columbia, a different British Columbia residential school. 182 more. And now you got to talk about the system, like not the systematic, but the generational trauma that these people are going through. Right. Which is something that I think, you know, when you argue with like a racist older person and that's something well, that they they'll don't say, understand it. Yeah, they don't. They can't put two and two together that generational wealth has a significant impact on somebody's current economic conditions, right? They don't put those two things together when it is extremely important, right? The amount of vertical, uh, yeah, the amount of vertical change in somebody's uh, class that occurs in Canada is not actually that prevalent or that doesn't occur that often, right? Mm. And so usually you need this wealth to be built up over time. Uh, things like uh, immigration and other such things uh, maybe may wait, wipe some of that, that wealth away and make it more difficult for people's um, ancestors or like children to have some generational wealth. But usually that's not the case. Usually it's people who are uh, discriminated demographics such as african americans in the united states and indigenous people in canada and australia uh, where they weren't allowed to have this type of wealth or they met extreme sort types of trauma uh their kids were literally taken away from them and that has an uh, a really really high impact on how they parent their kids if they have them and how they view- yeah well they've never had parents like, you think these right. kids at these schools have parents? And then they go off, and then they have kids. They don't know how to parent. These people beat them, sexually abuse them. Oh, yeah, that's true. They yeah. fucking died uh, playing in their uh, the rec area or whatever. 
um, their bathrooms weren't clean. Oh, they got t- like, they got tuberculosis from the conditions that they were in, and other such horrifying horrid yeah. diseases. And you take a kid that's never had a parent, never had an uh, adult figure that cared enough to look after them in their whole life, and expect them to know how to parent a child. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and then those kids growing up uh, in the young ages with uh, parents that don't don't know how to parent um not that they uh didn't try or anything like that not that they didn't care they just never had the experience of having a proper upbringing and then you expect them to just do it with that without any help and then those kids go out and they go to these schools and they go through the same experience and then it's just generation after generation and you just get beat down like i 100 percent understand the situation that lots of these people are in where they don't want anything to do with the government. They don't want anything to do with the government because they've only been hurt by the government. Well, I mean, from what I've seen, my anecdotal perspective is that it's the opposite in in the way that they do want the government to do more to help. I don't see them saying we don't want the government to come in and, and give us help because... Well, because well, like, the way it it's is, it's like them right. saying that they want to be their own nation, right? Right, but then the government doesn't give they want them... them to be their own nation. But then, uh... but but you can't, right? You can't because of the way infrastructure works and all that stuff. It's not. It's not the. It's not the most ideal solution. Is what I'm going to boil it down to. I understand the um, that argument too, but like, I don't want to become like Israel and Palestine. Okay. Oh yeah, I don't want that either. Right, like it, we can't be. Uh, it's like segregation too. It's like you can be your own separate nation over here, and then we'll do our thing over here. It's like I want everybody to like just chill with each other, be fine with each other. Okay, so I mean, we we, we have talked about this for a while. Yeah, we we went off topic there for a little bit. We yeah. can probably move on because yeah. I mean, every single time, like we've talked about the story like three, four times now, and I'm just because like, it's it, it's a big story. It hurts it's massive me every single time. It's such a big story, but it's like, I, I just never get surprised, you know? It's never surprising. It's never, like, a good thing. Yeah, you expect bad shit to happen. It's like, oh, there's only, only 150 people died at this school. No, it's more like, so, is like... That, is that positive? Like, no. No, there's a lot. That's a lot of people. It's just draining. Like, oh my god, look at all this horrendous stuff that happened on your back door. And you know what? 25 years ago we're guilty of doing it no we're well you and i we're not guilty yeah we no we are no we we did it because we're white i'm I'm just i'm just kidding i'm just fucking with you (laughs) all right let's go shit on some conservatives that usually makes me happy yes that was the other big instagram story news right you know something about gay people you know something's big when all the zoomers they have they share it on their instagram stories oh yeah that's when you know a story is newsworthy when well, that's activism, right? <laughs> that's activism. Hey, it's <laughs> difficult, man. Zoomer activism. Yes. Insta stories. That's correct. So basically, I mean, there's a I bill. Mean. So this bill, interesting enough, you and I covered this, this bill's existence yeah. um, quite a few months ago in some of the earlier podcasts, you know? Yeah, like, I remember, I remember talking about it and being like, oh, this is a layup bill. Like, this is a layup bill. Obviously, I didn't, we didn't even think there was much fanfare over it. It was kind of like, yeah, of course, let's ban that. Cool. But apparently... Who's going to ban that? Apparently not... Who's not going to ban that? Sorry, I, I misspoke there. Okay, no, that's okay. Just want to clarify. I'm <laughs> <laughs> anti-gay conversion therapy. Yeah, so yeah, that bullshit. So basically, yeah. 67 conservatives um, decided that they voted against passing this bill. They voted against banning forced conversion therapy. So this bill passed uh, its third reading in the House on Tuesday, the last Tuesday. And so this was its third reading, so it's going to go into law. And we covered it, I think, during its first reading or so. Yeah. And... Just to read exactly what the bill is about, a, a quote, uh, this is according to the chair of the Windsor Pride community, Colm Holmes. That's a great name. Colm Holmes. Colm Holmes? Yes. C-O-L-M-H-O-L-M-E-S. Like, come on. What, what are you doing? That's rough. 
That's, That's rough. rough. Yes. <laughs> he said, quote, the bill is aimed at protecting vulnerable people that are being put through conversion therapy and voting against it means you're not willing to protect LGBTQ youth. It really does. That's the signal you're sending, end quote. So, yeah, of course, that's the purpose of the bill. I have other bullet points here about what the bill included. But basically, yes, yeah, it passed. Uh, members from all other parties, except for the conservatives, uh, provided unanimous support for this bill, um, with the vote tally being 263 in favor and 63 against i wrote 67 in the top of this article i gotta change that that's stupid so it's 67 so the latter consists of 62 conservatives and one independent who voted no on this bill so what exactly is in the bill let's say so this bill c6 uh proposes five criminal new new criminal offenses so that is forcing a minor to undergo conversion therapy right that's based that should be Based. illegal, yep. right? Forcing a person to undergo conversion therapy against their will, also based new law. Great, great based. Profiting off of providing conversion therapy. All right, sick. Based. Based. Advertising conversion therapy, right? Based again. That's based, remove that, that's not good. And then removing a child from Canada to undergo conversion therapy abroad. Also based bro, to ban bro, that. No loopholes, you know, snake eyes, let's fucking go. Green hit on the roulette wheel. Great bill. Exactly. This is all <laughs> no-brainer. Amazing. This is all no-brainer. Uh, monkey, ape, smooth brain. Any smooth brain would pass this, right? So, oh, yeah. But the smoothening was worse than we thought. So smoothening the smoothening significantly okay. worse than, okay. than we thought. And um, to get more into this, so this, this whole practice, if for those who are unfamiliar with this whole conversion therapy, it's basically a place you go to turn you not gay. And obviously not this has been camp. widely discredited and considered <laughs> cruel and traumatic. Uh, the Canadian Psychological Association said there's no evidence to support that conversion therapy works and plenty of evidence that it causes harm to LGBTQ yeah. individuals. So, yeah. Now, let's see. I was, because I was interested to see what the conservatives' argument was, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what I got, okay? So I don't have the name of this member, but I have him quoted as saying, Quote, this legislation fails to safeguard voluntary conversations with friends, parents, doctors, counselors, and clergy without failing jail time. And then he said, the liberals could have clarified the definition so that this was not even a faint possibility. They chose not to. And also, they said, uh, what I voted against was lack of clarity and the too broad definition. Now, interesting they would say that because the legislative summary says, quote, it does not criminalize the provision of conversion therapy to a consenting adult if no money or other material benefit is received for providing such therapy. So that debunks their whole bullshit yeah. argument that, oh, you can't have a consenting conversation with your counselor or doctor or something uh, because that could be illegal. When, well, what... A doesn't do that. What the fuck is a is, is conversation about a minor forcing someone against their will and profiting off of conversion therapy is illegal? Yeah, is not banning the entire fucking practice, um, which is unfortunate. But I mean, yes, freedom. You know, you got you got to take some L's if you want freedom. Right. It does not make it a criminal offense to for a consenting adult to seek. Or receive this whole so-called conversion therapy. But I just want to know what type of conversation with your friends, parents, doctors, counselors, or clergy. Oh, well, I mean, it makes sense to have that with your clergy, right? But mm -hmm. why would you talk to your doctor about, you know, this whole, I think I might be gay and uh, I want to change that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and a conversation. Gay. Right? What, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The, that's just a whack excuse. I, exactly. I, it's just you you don't like gay people that's 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 all it is you're trying to find an excuse because you're a weasley little rat that won't admit your own bigotry yes that's what i bring it down to like they, that's they know what i'm they're doing. sorry but like 
it's not illegal. You can have conversations with people about this shit. The doctor is going to say, don't do that. It's okay to be gay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's completely natural. We see it all the time in nature and like there's nothing wrong with it. The person says, okay, well, I'm super religious and my parents hate it. So I'm going to go to church and ask the church uh, whether or not this is okay or not. And depending on the church, uh, how progressive or not progressive it is, they're going to tell you, yeah, you should um, either be gay and um, be a good person or you're going to hell if you're gay and you need to do conversion therapy. Otherwise, you're going to hell and that's not good. Right. Right. Bullshit. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this guy's doing. He just wants uh, to force minors to go to not gay camp. Uh, he, I guarantee you, 63 of these people, they run the not gay camps. <laughs> they have financial investments. Out. I don't know. But like, that's the kind of vibe you get from those. Uh, that's the kind of vibe you get from those. Um, if you ever watch like on YouTube, you can find like uh, documentaries of gay conversion camps and stuff like that. And uh, they interview everybody and stuff like that. I saw one where uh, they interviewed one of the main uh, counselors. And listen, listen, if you could stereotype anybody for being gay. Yeah. It was that man. Nice. Like they had, they had the kids like doing plays, dressing up, talking about dicks everywhere. I think they brought out a dildo. Oh my God. (laughs) That's so weird. I'm just like. What the fuck's going on? And like these kids are like 15, 14, talking oh, about how much fuck, they hate man. themselves because they're gay and that's, they have gay thoughts. That's really terrible. And actually. it's just like, like, well, yeah, when they were interviewing the kids, it was, it was super sad. But like the, the guys actually like doing the therapy are the gayest people is, is all I'm going to say. It's like, how do you, okay, so like, yeah, you're turned not gay now. Okay, so how are you going to get a boner when you're supposed to have sex with your wife because you're not gay anymore? It's not how it works. Yeah. Like, the fuck? <laughs> this is yeah, just the main thing shit. is, don't be a bad person, stop being gay. Oh, that's God. basically the therapy. I also have some uh, other news as well. So basically, okay, uh, conservative leader Aaron O'Toole, he voted in favor of passing the bill. Aaron O'Toole is um, surprisingly pretty good on social issues. Elisa's of uh, recently. Yeah, at least he pays lip service I think to he's it. always, yeah, because I think he's always thought uh, of running for, uh, for power. You know, power of the uh, conservative uh, party. party and stuff and being prime minister and stuff like that. So I, I feel like he's doing it as, uh, as like, I'm not like those other conservatives, you know? So he's trying to brand himself differently from... Uh, from Stephen Harper and the last guy that was in whatever his name was. Uh, the dude before Stephen Harper? No, the dude uh, after that just ran against Trudeau. What's his name? Aaron O'Toole. Oh, Andrew Shear. Andrew Shear. Okay, that's how forgettable that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think he hated gay is- people. He didn't. I don't think he <clears throat> thought the gay marriage should be a thing. He just said that he right. wouldn't if he became. Prime Minister, he wouldn't go back on it because they lost that fight. Right. It's just like, well, you're still a homophobe then if you don't agree with gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that your evaluation of the situation is correct. I think that he is being more progressive on the social issues, but I think primarily to stave off his main competitor for leadership of the Conservative Party, which is Peter McKay. Peter McKay, who's a progressive conservative, and he was always for, you know, one of those guys that's uh, leftist on social issues, but when it comes to economics, of course, he's just like any rank-and-file conservative. But he Mm -hmm. was the second place, he came second place in the conservative leadership race, and he's been a contender for a long-ass time. So, Hmm. I think that's why he's trying to uh, do this, because Peter McKay... Uh, had a real chance at at ousting or the, you know, Andrew Shear, or at least yeah, winning. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of my my vibe I get from it because he's conservative on everything else, and usually conserv you're not conservative on social or uh, or you're not conservative on um economic issues without also being conservative on uh, social issues. It's possible, but it usually doesn't 
happen that way, you know? Mm. Usually the logic is either fuck them, uh, you need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, or it's um, can't afford it, right? That's always their argument. We can't afford to help the, the losers in life, you know? Yeah. Also, I just want to point out how close it was between McKay and Andrew and uh, Aaron O'Toole. They went to a third ballot for the leadership vote. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Right? So that's why... It's, it was very close. Aaron O'Toole won uh, on the final ballot by 58% uh, of the vote to McKay's 41%. But actually, on the very first ballot, McKay got more votes. Oh, really? On the very first ballot, McKay got 30.30% and Aaron O'Toole only got 29.39. But yeah, I think that's part of the reason why um, Aaron O'Toole is trying to take that angle right yeah and he wants to like he's pro, like he's not pro climate change he's like on the right side of climate change he wants to uh help end it personally he is know. but he's not really making his party do that he's not really taking no. many advancements to fix it he's just kind of which is also part of why i don't trust him on the social issues as much oh you, you know can't. like if a you know he he's voting for the issues here right this is a layup it doesn't matter if the conservatives uh, vote against it it's going to go through anyways right so mm. why wouldn't you vote for it and get the positive uh press you know mm. yeah it's true but if he was in power and he had a, ma- a majority government he wouldn't let this even become a bill oh yeah that wouldn't happen at all right it wouldn't happen this would all. not happen mm. uh right so that's that, like that's the difference that i feel i don't trust him Whereas if, like, Jake Meatsing comes in, he's going past, like, progressive shit left, right, you know, do the greatest things in the world and whatever. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that. We hope he would. <laughs> we hope he would. At least he would be better than um, uh, Justin Trudeau, who only does lip service. And, of course, he's better than conservatives. But. And also, the Green Party, I don't know what they're doing. They should just join the fucking NDP because they basically have the same goals. <laughs> I like to see did what a green see, person did. You hear does. about that? Um, what I like, I would like to see somebody who's a uh, in support or a member of the Green Party. I'd like to see the rebuttal to that statement. I want to see what their argument is. Uh, well, we oh. should uh, contact a Green Party candidate in Manitoba because they're probably not doing anything <laughs> and talk to them. <laughs> huh? They're probably not up to anything, anyways. No, <laughs> it will probably be their biggest fucking uh, uh, I don't know, press. <laughs> yeah yeah did you hear about that uh green party uh person that um went over to the liberals no i didn't and like started doing apologetics for oil companies and shit jesus christ yeah it was a green party candidate <clears throat> that went to became a liberal and was just <clears throat> like yeah fuck the environment that's shitty um i'm like wow what a fucking power grab it what right. a fucking power <clears throat> if right. you cared about anything if you're going leave the green party you're not going to the liberals the liberals are dog shit right you're going to the ntp right so i don't understand what how that happened uh, in the I first place i don't know she was probably offered a position or something like right her riding <clears throat> probably had no good liberal candidates so they just offered her and they're just like hey do you want a seat become a liberal oh and she made a careerist move yeah right and that's what i assume happened um of course i have no evidence of that and this is all hyperbole but yeah so i think we should we should continue to the next story probably let's talk about uh john mcafee and you're right it is pronounced he got McAfee. he got suicided like he suicides viruses uh yes on your pewters or he used to at least he does not own the company he hasn't owned the company since the 2000s no but he he actually shits on the company <laughs> he started the company he, he would him. shit on the company apparently oh really yeah he, he would shit on it and he said now it's just bloatware hmm. so it's in, an interesting sort of like a kfc situation where colonel sanders after he stopped being the owner of kfc he would shit on kfc continuously and say how <laughs> bad it is how bad it became basically the same thing with this john mcafee guy mcafee guy yeah but anyway oh, so fair. i i don't think mcafee like the suicide or suicide oh my god the virus protection is that all that great so. it's not it's not it's really not 
But anyways, let's, okay, let's why are we talking about this John McAfee? Why should anybody care? Well, he's a, one of these rich assholes, right? He's a millionaire. Of course, he had this big antivirus software that, of course, he sold probably for a lot of money. And he had made plenty of statements about uh, in October of 2020, after the whole, you know, um, not in October, but at some point in 2020, he said, you know, you know, after the whole Epstein situation, right? Jeffrey Epstein is arrested. He has all this information about other high profile people that visited his island and, you know, participated in his services of uh, sex trafficking minors, right? And so yeah. he was, quote unquote, suicided. Um, he supposedly committed suicide when uh, all the cameras were off, apparently, and nobody was on yeah. patrol for some reason. And they came back and they found him dead in a cell. Very strange. Uh, now, if you want to learn more about it, just watch uh, The Hill, Crystal uh, Ball, and uh, Seeger, or whatever his name is. Yeah, there's a show called Rising on they, The Hill. And they they're obsessed with that story. Yeah, I'm sure Sagar really likes that story. Sagar loves that story. It's kind of weird. He is kind. He does have these strange fixations that, that are sort of off-putting, especially with China. But yeah, anyways, anyway, so what we're saying is this dude basically said after the whole Epstein situation that, listen, if I'm if you find me dead, supposedly by suicide, I didn't kill myself. OK, um, uh, I believe he got a tattooed on his arm, <laughs> which is pretty hardcore. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty dedicated. He's just like, I will not kill myself. Trust me. Under no circumstances will I kill myself. And then he kills himself. But hold on. Okay, so like, let's explain why he's in jail, though. Like, I don't think people even know. We haven't even said what happened. So this John McAfee guy, right? No. In October of 2020, McAfee was arrested in Spain over U.S. tax evasion charges. And U.S. Federal, federal prosecutors, you know, brought a whole bunch of, you know, criminal and civil charges alleging that he failed to pay income tax for over four years. And so that's why he was in a Spanish prison. And he made these statements about how if they find him... If people find him dead, that he didn't actually commit suicide. The food there is good, and he has friends in, in the Spanish prison. And so, it's all good. And he also got that tattoo, which is interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so then what happened was, on 23rd June, uh, about seven days ago, he was found dead in his prison cell due to suicide by hanging. As, and the coroner ruled his death a suicide, of course. Uh, and that is a day after his extradition to the United States was approved. <clears throat> so that's the motive. Yeah, that kind of sounds like he would commit suicide off of that. Well, yes, he's 75 years old, too. He's a very old yeah, dude. He's plausible. So any prison time that he receives could potentially be a death sentence. Um, but so, so really in this situation, you have to weigh what is the motive for him to commit suicide? And what is the motive for somebody to murder him? And looking at what he's done, John McAfee, McAfee, over the years, yeah, he has this tax evasion charge, right? And it seems like he lived, you know, he lived in um, Belize. Mm -hmm. Actually, he's got a whole fucking rap sheet, dude. Jesus Christ. He's been everywhere, bro. This dude was, okay, so he lived in Belize, right? He, he left the United States, lived in Belize, and <clears throat> there, his one of his properties was raided by the gang suppression unit by the police police department. He was arrested mm -hmm. for unlicensed drug manufacturing and possession of an unlicensed weapon. Uh, he was released without charge, though. Um, okay, bribery. Oh, he was only suspected. Apparently, oh yeah, apparently some dude, the police spokesman Rafael Martinez, confirmed that McAfee was neither convicted nor charged, only suspected. But like you're saying possibly bribery was in that scenario right yeah that's the, that's the thing with these uh foreign uh governments and stuff it's a lot easier to get away with shit if you have money then like even in the u.s like we mm. talked about how shitty the police are in the in the u.s where uh they don't go after wealth and they protect capital and stuff like that they don't actually protect the people um right uh, but 
like you get arrested on tax evasion, you can't really bribe the police. Well, yes, it's a because little the bit money, harder. The money itself is what they want. But this his rap yeah. sheet continues in Texas, in Tennessee, arrested driving under the influence and one account of possession of a firearm while intoxicated in July 2019, while on his he was arrested on his yacht and of some other people uh, who he was with in the Dominican Republic. They were arrested for carrying high caliber weapons and ammunition. Uh, they were held for four days, then released. The weapons were seized. Um, and also, he lied in August of 2020, saying that he was arrested in Norway because he was doing some stupid shit with his mask. And he claimed he had like a picture of himself with a black eye, and he claimed that it, it, he received it during the arrest. But the photo of the alleged arrest shows an officer with the German word for police on his arm. So it could not have been an arrest in Norway. Yeah, that's goofy. So that's kind of weird. He was probably just fucking high. High as shit. Okay? He was known to be doing mm. drugs and like gambling and shit like that. He like lost like... He, he was worth like 100 million at one point after selling his company. And then his wealth tumbled down. And he was worth like maybe 5 mil. Yeah. And from that 100 mil. And that's not usually how wealth <clears throat> goes. That's usually not how it goes, right? <laughs> But basically, right? he, you get someone that knows how to invest it, and they invest, and you make way more money. Right. So he didn't do the smartest stuff, know. but he. Um, no. And then eventually, he had to flee Belize because he was wanted uh, for questioning over the murder of some dude. Returned to the United States in 2013 while wanted in Belize for questioning on suspicion of murder. Right. So this guy does have some suspicious stuff, but nothing in here seems like he really pissed off somebody who was super powerful. It doesn't yeah, seem it's like not like Epstein. Epstein had dirt on uh, hundreds, thousands powerful. of super uh, like influential people, right. like the most important people on the planet, and he had dirt on almost everybody. Right, and he was brought in uh, to questioning, uh, or he was brought into jail, and then they didn't want him to speak. Right. It makes right. sense that someone wanted to uh, kill him. Someone wanted him dead. Many people wanted him dead. Like, there's a strong motive for that, right? But this... A super strong motive. And, but this John McAfee guy, it's not, it's not the same. It's In not fact, the same. It's it, not the same. I would say there's more motive for him to have legitimately committed suicide than for him to have been uh, murdered and... Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Also, so I don't know. Also, the Epstein it, it, stuff it's is fun still... To talk. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I kind of cut you off there, actually. So if you want, it's okay. To... You go. Okay, I was just gonna say with the Epstein stuff, that's still the ripples are still continuing because Bill Gates is having a divorce, and the main reason for that divorce apparently was because Bill Gates had spent some time with Epstein, and his wife was not digging that that revelation. No, understandable, <laughs> right? So it is. That's just an example of of how that information that he had was dangerous to very powerful people. But, um, yeah, he probably, he, like, the amount of money that these people had that didn't like Epstein is insane. It's in the trillions. Oh, yeah. It's in the fucking trillions. Well, no, they liked Epstein. They liked Epstein. Hmm? They liked him (laughs) when he was out. But when he got caught, they were like, "Mm, sorry, buddy. Yeah, but I don't know. This John McAfee guy, like, oh, I can, he, he pissed off the U.S. government. But the U.S. government wants to get paid. So they're not going to kill him and making a big, um, big court case out of it, which is one of the reasons why McAfee want, uh, didn't want to be extradited to um, the U.S. because the U- he claimed that the U.S. wanted to make a big, um, big ordeal about it, being like, "Hey, we're going after the rich," you know? Well, yeah, not perhaps. really going after the rich. And so that was kind of the excuse he made, and they ended up being like, "Yeah, that's bullshit." But um, yeah, that makes sense though. Like the U.S. government wouldn't fucking. Uh, suicide this guy because why they wanted money and a big court case uh taking one of these supposedly uh rich people down meanwhile he he doesn't even have a billion dollars oh hold on hold on the day after his death his lawyer told reporters that while he regularly maintained contact with that while he regularly maintained contact with mcafee in prison there were no signs of suicidal intent and McAfee's widow reaffirmed this position in her first public remarks since her husband's death. So, the plot thickens. Yeah, but he was being extradited. 
Yes. So he, like, I can totally see this dude being like, I don't want to go through the public humiliation of a tax evading. I don't want uh, this murder charge to be, uh, or a suspicion of murder to be brought back to light and stuff like that. There's a lot of, like, he doesn't want to be dragged through the dirt, basically. He's already 75 years old, right? He already lived a big, boisterous life as a rich person. Like, he might, I can totally see the decision being like, you know what, man? Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm not going to go through it. And just offs himself. Like, I, I... I can see that. That makes sense to me. He wasn't on suicide, the suicide watch, right? So it was possible he could do it himself. Yeah, that's true. So is there any evidence that there was, uh, that he wasn't able to do it himself like there was with Epstein? I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, exactly. So, so I anyways, I think we need to move on to our last, uh, our final story, which should be quick, but um, it just caught my eye and I thought we should cover it because it's, it's sort of prescient to winnipeg itself so mm-hmm. i saw mm-hmm. a bunch of united states uh politogram um, accounts that shared this post so it basically was somebody's reaction to a cbc article basically the winnipeg police according to a recent survey not doing so well and i was interested i was interested to see what the findings were so apparently uh, this survey was conducted for over two weeks in early April with about 1,104 officers and 360 civilian employees responding. So according to what they the survey concluded that there's low morale, which is impacting the health and the quality of service. The burnout is significant and there is bullying and harassment, which is extensive and significant concerns with the police executives. So more than half of the members said their work is impacting their mental health. And the survey report said 44 sworn members and 16 civilian members seriously contemplated suicide in the last 12 months. Which is, uh, okay, so they, you know, that when I was reading the article, I wasn't expecting it to go that serious. That far. Right, but... Um, okay, so... The other interesting part of this report is that... Um, the feeling of not being valued or heard by the top brass, uh, coupled with the defund the police movement and also COVID-19, those were the main contributing reactors to the low morale. But I thought it was interesting that the top brass had something to do with it. Um, and also, some members feel burned out and betrayed, believing that general patrol is being understaffed. So, you know, there's a lot of internal issues with the police, not just, you know, they're, it's not like they're just crying about how, oh, we don't like how people don't like us, or something like that. Yeah, there's, some, there's a little bit more to that. So, uh, I think we should start off this segment just talking about, um, the police are also the working class, right? Yeah. They are also being exploited for their labor, they're put into dangerous situations. It is a hard job, I understand all of that. It is so disheartening to see that, um, what is this, uh, 60 people working for the force contemplated yes. suicide in the last year? That's so fucking sad. I, I don't That's want anyone, regardless of your job, whatever, you know, like a cab all the way, but like, I don't wish suicide thoughts on anybody, okay? Yeah. Like, I, I don't. And I understand that being a police officer, especially in this, um, in this environment right now is probably hard and it is going to wane on a normal fucking person's sanity. Okay. That makes sense. I'm not, Mm. I'm not doing any apologetics for the police uh, when I say that, but I do not see this as a good thing here. I don't see it as a good thing either. I think it's, it's unfortunate, but also, you know, we also have like, I told you so type thing. We also have to be fair when we say, yes, the, Police are, are working class, but in many cases, when they overuse their, or when they abuse their force, they, in effect, are class traitors, right? They're the yeah, ones who so are that's enforcing. A common, right, they're the ones who are enforcing. Yeah, that's a common the, term to refer to the police as, is class traitors, because ultimately what the police are, are they're working to protect capital and protect wealth rather than pr- protect you. Right. Right? And yeah. that's part of the um, whole 
movement to defund the police and stuff like that. Right, because they're saying that like these guys don't even protect us. They're literally attacking us on the streets, you know? Mm -hmm. I was just, I'm trying to look up the fucking, what was it? On the side of their cars, the Winnipeg police have a motto. What is it? I'm looking for it. I I don't want to butcher it. I know what you're talking about, yeah. To generate, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but off the top of my head, it's something like, to generate a feeling of safety, I don't fucking know. I need to find it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter in the long term, but I understand it's is a fucking hard it's a hard job, and even they feel like in their job that they're being um, oppressed by the people that run the organization, the top brass, as they put it. Um, of course, defund the police movement and COVID nineteen are contributing factors because now everybody fucking hates you uh, because you're a class traitor, and rightfully so. And COVID-19 hurts everybody, so no one, no one's not affected by COVID-19. But I, I feel like this just points to the fundamental fact that the police force as a concept needs to be reformed. Uh, there's yes. Ob- there's hardcore, obvious evidence where that the police do not protect people, which should be their number one priority, right? Uh, mostly because of the amount of fucking murders they do and get away with, which is not okay. And then uh, within the system, they can't even, they don't even like how it's run within the system. They're like, we're understaffed. Like, we don't have uh, everything that we need. They spent all their money on fucking militarizing the police, not um, actual uh, quality of the police work. And um, I guess they, they want more people oh, on the I police force, which is, what is it? I found the, the motto. It's... A culture of safety for all. That's what it says on the side of their police cars. Yeah, okay, okay. Stop breaking up homeless fucking shelters and... Or not shelters, homeless uh, camps and shit then. Makes people feel real safe. Yeah, yeah. Whenever... The real thing is whenever a police officer drives by, everybody's assholes tighten. Oh, yeah. It's not a culture of safety. And, like, when you see police interacting... people are worried when they see police. They're just like, police only bring bad... Right, and when you see people interacting with police, I'm like, yo, should I be filming this? <laughs> well, I don't know yeah, what's going to exactly. happen, right? And that's not every situation, but, like, lots of them. It's like, hmm. Well, you know, oh. just in case. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's just some dude, like, tweaking out on meth that can barely breathe, and you're just like, hey, I need to get somebody here. <laughs> that's what the police are for. Of course, they should be paramedics, not the police, but, you know. Yeah, somebody tweaking on a meth, though. Now. Somebody tweaking on a meth, though, could be dangerous, but... Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I came outside of a church one day, and there's just this dude tweaking out on something. I don't know. There's, like, multiple people with me, and we were trying to help the guy out because he wasn't able to, like, move, and he was, he was, he was being, like, he was being, uh, he wasn't being violent or anything, or, like, erratic or anything like that. It was Mm -hmm. just, like, obviously this guy was out of his fucking mind and didn't know where he was. He was on, like, planet Ten, I don't know. Nice. And so we we called the cops. We got the cops there. We we're like, what should we do? We got water. We got so food. If, and if the cops like, don't had murdered him, him, anything. If the cops had murdered him after you had called the police, like the amount of guilt that you would feel would be extremely no, true, high. True. Right. Even though you didn't, like, it's the fucking police's fault, right? If they decide to do but that, it depends. It depends how it. It depends on the situation, right? Right, yeah, that's true. It's like a police, uh, a police officer comes to a situation where someone's being erratic. Maybe they just broke into somebody's house and they're just like doing some shit because they're fucking fucked out on meth and uh, don't know what, uh, where they're at or what they're doing. And the police officer comes in and they're immediately on edge, right? Yeah. That's they, when people die. It's not really when someone's like, uh, like sluggish and like, about to fucking OD on some on like heroin or something, and then they come and they're just like, "Well, fuck you and shoot you in the head." That's not how it works, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I think that was all the stories. No. That's basically that's that's really all the stories. I this this story though, what you should take away from is that um, the police system as a whole is flawed, and it needs to be one. One, it needs to be decentralized a little bit, where the police officers have a little bit um, more say in how things are run and where the budget goes. I think 
Yeah. Uh, so they don't buy like fucking tanks because they think it's cool. Maybe they should pay another like low level uh, person to like do patrols. Yeah. And, like, or not um, give him riot gear to just do regular patrols or have community policing. Right. Where it's or the ha- same, have same. a little bit more community policing and stuff like that, uh, which would be a whole different system, which. I, I would have to look into a little bit before I can make oh my some fucking big God. comments. You gotta be you gotta you gotta be kidding me, dude. Look at this. I mean we have to finish what? this soon, but I just saw, I just saw this tweet. <laughs> oh god. I typed in Winnipeg police tank and here comes a tweet of <laughs> there's a picture of the police, right? By this person. Mm-hmm. And it has a picture of a armored vehicle in it. And the tweet from this person, Austin Gravish, was saying, there's an armed tactical officer on the ground and the police tank is here. And then the Winnipeg Police Service responds, the Winnipeg, the WPS does not own a tank. A tank is an armored fighting vehicle, sweaty, designed for frontline combat. The vehicle you see is called an armored rescue vehicle, okay? Get that straight, Jack. It is used to ensure the safety of our officers and members of the public whose lives may be at risk. Maybe at risk because By shooting them. Right. Eliminating the response. targets. Maybe at risk for us right yeah so jesus christ they're 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 anti-protest vehicles you know yeah to promote a culture of safety for our for our white community we can't let these uh indigenous people cancel canada day can we now we have to gun them down yeah they really care about this whole term they really care about that term they don't want to be perceived as militaristic Mil- yeah being militarized that's true yeah i don't know like fuck the police um i mean i i wish those uh they are workers they are should get paid for the labor all that stuff all the good socialist rhetoric however um, fuck the police and they need a straight up uh fundamental change of the system i agree with everything you said that fucking police vehicle was three hundred and forty two thousand (laughs) dollars yeah fuck yeah maybe don't get that because who needs a fucking tank in winnipeg it's yeah fucking winnipeg god damn that's crazy and they go on to talk about the militarization of the police jesus christ that's crazy i don't know it's it's the militarizing of the police is fucking disgusting because they're militarizing against people that aren't militarized yeah i mean it's not like we have drug cartels that are armed to the teeth and ready to go that's not how it works no i mean we have we have gangs the gangs have guns but it's not like they're a fucking militia right they're just some fucking punk ass kids going around selling weed and being like oh i need a shotgun or not shotgun i need a pistol with me to protect myself because there's another weed dealer hell's Hell's angels Angels, but they operate around the country right right any united states but you know yeah, so, like, they're nationwide. Everybody has a problem with the Hells Angels. Right. Anyways. Well, yeah, that was all the stories we had for you guys. Yep, that's about it. Yeah, so that was a pretty good podcast. So, yeah, anyways. Um, I mean, do all the good shit. Like, subscribe, share, whatever. Download, follow. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, tell us you love us. All that good we stuff. We need it. <laughs> we need it. We do. We do. 100%. I have Oh, oh, what about Canada Day? No, were we going to were we going to share some what? thoughts on Canada Day? Oh, we can talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we should mention that, hey. <laughs> Canada Day, Canada okay. Day's tomorrow. Uh as of the time we are recording this, it's going to be released probably like on the 2nd or I something. can Okay, but. listen, buddy. I can edit in one day. Problem is I, can't, I there's problems with me like waking up on time and late. But this I will have possibly done and up. Yeah, you're right by the 2nd. You want to do a? Do you want to do a full-on segment on the Canada Day thing, or not a full segment? We can just share our quick thoughts. Quick thoughts. I'm saying okay. quick, buddy. Okay. Okay. Hot takes right now. Canada Day should it be canceled? Uh, no. My opinion, no. Uh, I understand the reason why they want it canceled because of what Canada has done to Indigenous people, and it's disgusting. And the founding of the nation, um, basically, this nation was stolen from another group of people. But I think it's understandable for a nation state to have um a holiday for the date of its founding i think that's just a basic common understandable thing and so to cancel that is uh i don't see how that helps with any of the other issues and also will turn away like people who aren't 
who could be possible allies, you know? So that's just my hot take. That's it. Yeah. It, it, it's just controversial without the need to be controversial. Um, I, I agree. Um, I also don't want to take away a stat holiday where workers are allowed to take a little bit of extra time to spend with their families and such. Right. And, or if they work, they get paid double or double in a bit or whatever. They get stat pay. So, like, I, I don't want to get rid of that. That's a good thing. I, I would think that if they changed the name, they would just keep the holidays, stat holiday thing, but they would just change the yeah. occasion for it. But However, I'm not going to be hardcore on this, uh, on this fact. And if they did just change the name to like Indigenous Rights Day or something like that. Like, but I don't want any more whatever. fucking hollow it's like appeals. I, I, it's just a hollow appeal, I don't though. give a like, fuck. I don't give a fuck either. Yeah. It's like if they change it, okay, it's still a stat holiday. Who cares? It's like changing family day to Louis Real Day. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, come on. Right? It's like, no, that's great. Represent, like, Louis Real uh, fought for uh, Métis rights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Totally cool. Um, Doesn't matter to me at all? Not really. Does Canada yeah. Day matter to me at all? Not really. Right. Does that holiday matters to me? So those are our but hot takes. the day takes. itself and what's called, I don't know. Those are our hot takes. Our hot Very takes quick. were that we don't have a hot take. It just doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> or, yeah, I guess indifference mostly funny okay but we, let's just end the we have to end the pod <clears throat> i have to eat i'm hungry all right it's done it's done have, have all right yes. everybody like download subscribe uh tell your friends goodbye that was a canadian perspective signing off